Hi, and welcome to this special bonus episode of Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. I am, as always, your host, Sonder Bjorn, and today we are covering Gambare Pro Love Phantom 2023. And I, because we are covering Gambare, I, we had to bring in an expert. I, of course, have Yannick here because it would be rude of me to not have the guy that has been like saying at the end of every show we've recorded this year, go watch Gampro to and not have him on this show would be really rude of me. So of course I have Yannick here as always. But we are also joined by Xavier from the Five Star Network, the Gambare expert for the Five Star Network contributors. How are you, Xavier? Welcome to Dramatic Dune Dragons. I uh, oh thank you. That was a nice introduction. I've never been hyped up this much on a podcast before. Uh well I'm doing good. I'm glad that y'all reached out and got me to do this uh i'm gonna have to record the show or uh review the show twice but i'm excited to give my immediate thoughts i've had a lot of fun with this show that does raise some questions for the rest of gunbari's year coming out of this show yeah yeah welcome welcome on the show zavi i'm glad like i'm just a fan but with a certified expert here um there should be a hoot that's a, I, mean... I mean, you are the guy that has that wrote the guide for Gambare for the network, and you wrote um, the preview for the show we're gonna review. So <laughs> you are the you are the expert we could reach out to. <laughs> but um, before we get going with reviewing Love Phantom, why don't you explain to us and the listeners what exactly Gambare Pro Wrestling is? Gambare Pro Wrestling is an offshoot in the Cyberfight Corporation, uh, started by Kenoka. And basically, the whole lore of Gonpro is Chanchiro Takagi gave Kenoka some money. Uh, and it wasn't like a lot of money to go start his own like indie promotion. And Kenoka's been on like this journey to try to capture this magic of independent wrestling. Uh, so he started up Gonpro. A while it was just like they're running small shows in like Shinkiba and like Ichikawa Chocolate Square, and they eventually became bigger to where they started running the loops they now run, uh, in you know, uh, like Itabashi Green Hall. And the big shows are, of course, in Korokan, and then they just started running Otaku as of last year. Uh, for a while there, they never like really last year, yeah, it was last year, is when they first got their first belt under the actual Gonpro name, although Gonpro's been a while for a little bit because they were using like independent belts, uh, like the Independent World Junior belt, the GWC six-man tag belts uh, for a really long time, just because, you know, they were independent belts. Uh, and really, they've grown into something of their own. They're a special independent company because they do have money, although they like try to downplay it as much as they do because, you know, they want to be an independent company, but they do have money so they can acquire a lot of people. And uh, it's something special compared to the other companies in Cyberfight, just because even DDT, who I think shows a lot of like, family camaraderie uh, at the end of a lot of their big shows, um, I don't think there's a more well-knitted family in Cyber Agent, Cyberfight than Gonpro, uh, just because... 
just all so close and it's just so infectious it's such a special company that it's really hard to find another company that captures the magic that they have currently and will continue to have going forward yeah and that is also always what brings me to their shows because it's such a wholesome feeling toward the how they treat the whole show it's such a like family gathering almost absolutely and like they made it um, for the end of the year, or at the the pass of uh, the latter half of the year, they made it the whole storyline that their family and the the evil bad outsider basically turned face because he wanted to be a part of the family. Well, I mean that story it it like crumbled immediately because after he won the belt, he was just like, "All right, cool, I like everybody now." <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I mean, they probably should have held it off to the end, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, this was the first, like, big show of the year for Gunbury because they haven't been in Cork and Hall this whole year. They've done a lot of Basement Monster shows. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of Basement Monster shows, Itabashi Green Hall, just, like, in some smaller venues. They've had title matches on those yeah. venues, but this is the first, like, actual big show. Yeah. And, uh... Before we go in through the show, how have how has Gumbari been this year uh, for you? Because you, of course, have covered it monthly on your podcast, the Starters Press podcast. Yeah, and uh, you do like I, these monthly roundups. How do you feel Gumbari has been this year? Well, I started. We've only done the monthly roundups for about two episodes, but even still, I was keeping up with the our show Luke. Um, it's, it's been. It's been up and down, like, uh, for the most part. I don't, like, uh, most house shows, the only, like, house shows I have problems with is the, like, triple headers at Basement Monstar, just because, A, most of them don't try because they gotta wrestle three times in a day. B, they don't need to run three shows in a day. If they're gonna run multiple shows in a day, the max should be two, one for the day, one for the night. Yeah. And they just love running these grappling matches to where I want to claw my eyes out. But there's still a lot of stuff that's hidden on the house shows that people haven't been able to track. Like I'm gonna talk about when we get when we get to her match with uh Naoko Kuda. But uh, Yaki over the past month has put in some of her best work since coming to Gone Pro uh, on the house shows. Like recently, she had a singles match with Boko Haruri, which is one of her best outings. Uh, Yuri's continuing to improve and become more well-rounded on the house shows. Natasha Nakamura is continuing to show out against anybody they put him against. There's just a lot of fun stuff. Uh, Hartley Jackson and Harakazi on uh, one of the first Basement Monstar shows. I want to say it was the Mizuki Watase produced show. Had a really, really good singles match. And uh, Tyson Meguchi continues to be one of the bright spots of the company. He's definitely... There's a lot of yeah. people that you can define as most improved in the company, but he's probably the yeah. most improved uh, oh, this yeah. year. Uh, I have a th- it's it's like they haven't told him wrestling isn't real and just have continued to let him believe it's real and it's great. They should just keep letting him do that. It's just the bushy brained <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, so, as as you said, I haven't watched a single like full Gun Pro show this year because there there've been so like many that I've just cherry picked like a couple of matches here and there. Uh, but the, this was the first full show I watched. Gumbari Pro Lamp Phant- Love Phantom 2023 on the 5th of May 
during Golden Week. It was on the same day as Dead or Alive, so I did not watch this live. But uh, from Cork and Hall, with an attendance of 489, live on the rest of the universe. Before we go through the card match by match, how did you guys feel about the card going into the show? Yannick, uh, first. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I mean... Um, I mostly don't really care about the card in Gumpro because it's really a like a feel a vibes promotion. Um, but you know the main event was Mizuki Water Series Keisuke Ishii, literally my two favorites ever since Koki Vasaki left. Um, so you know everything else kind of played second fiddle anyway. Yeah. Uh, same. All right. Um. So for me, the card. Uh. At first, when it was starting to get announced, I was kind of like curious. But as I looked at the whole entire match card when I was viewing the show, I think it's a really well constructed card for Corkin and Keisuke versus Mizuki Watase is the match to run. So, like, that was already crazy. They had it on this card. And then, of course, crowning tag champions uh, have the first set of Gaijins coming over. You had Riara's highly anticipated debut. Uh, we had Yappy getting a big showcase singles match. Uh, the Happy's last Korokin before Boca goes on hiatus. It was a really strong card for Korokin. And uh, I... It's, the thing with Gonpro is it's hard to define what is a great card for gone pro just yeah, because absolutely. It's, it's it's a smaller company it's the same cast of characters all the time yeah uh, of course you'll have some guests here and there but for the most part you're just looking for something that continues to build throughout the year like uh ishii and watase have a story not only stemming from she pinning him but ishii's mr gone pro so we have history we can harken back on so what I'm looking for in Gonpro Big Show cars is just a constant state of improvement. They could run the same card every Corkin, and I wouldn't have a problem with it as long as we see progression and progression in how the wrestlers build their chemistry with each other. I'm just always looking for something positive to come out of it. And if there's something negative, I'll point it out. But I'm always looking for something, no matter big or small, that I can go, okay. This was really good. Hopefully, this this person continues on this row or such and such. Uh, overall, I thought it was a super strong card for their first Corican because, of course, this is not even going to be the biggest show they run this year. So I'm not expecting yeah. them to go all out right here. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this show started off pretty great, in my opinion, with a six-man tag of Kanoka, the, the owner, promoter of the promotion, Kenoka, Mundutatsu Nakamura, and Shinshiro Tomonaga defeating the Warrior Race. Is that the name of the group? Yes, I Rio, believe it's uh, just the uh, Japanese uh, translation is their actual unit name, but that's okay. the English translation. Okay, so the Warrior Race trio of Daike Shimomura, Isami Kodaka, and Minori Fujita. Uh, man, it, it felt so right to have Kenoka open the show and Bad Communication open the show. Oh yeah, that was but, yeah. Uh, some backstory about this match before we get on to the breakdown from you. 
Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, Daikishi Omura and Munatatsu Nakamura had a singles match uh, at Basement Monstar two months ago. And you know, Shimomura won, and it was on the same show that Asami Kodaka was there. He actually, it was before that match where Shota announced on as his 15th anniversary opponent. And, uh, uh, not Katsumura, uh, Tomonaga and Kenoka face Minoru Fujita and Asami Kodaka in a little prelude match a month before this to build this match, which, uh, Fujita and Isami Kodaka won. Uh, and this is, the, they're just kind of running for a little bit the uh, Basura versus Gonpro angle uh, they like to yeah. run, uh, which uh, Basura, for those who don't know, is Isami Kodaka's promotion. And they used to be a part of what wasn't called Cyber Fight yet, but they were the fourth promotion before Noah came in. Uh, Isami yeah. Kodaka split off to go do his own thing. Takeshi Mamura actually is a former DNA guy uh, from DDT, that generation, like a lot of people like Watase and uh, Koki Wasaki, who we mentioned earlier. Um, basically, this was just been a feud to elevate Mundatatsu Nakamura. Of course, while Gondor yeah. versus uh, Basura is the main storyline, uh, this has been built around the progression of Mundatatsu Nakamura because, I mean, uh, Daikishi Mamura is uh, Isami Kodaka's main disciple. Uh, as you can tell by the yeah. big tail he has on his gear. Um, uh, it was... <laughs> I mean, they succeeded in elevating Munutatsu Nakamura because I was not expecting him to pin Isami Kodaka at the end of this match. I wasn't um, expecting him to win at all this year, but no. after uh, yeah. <laughs> ass-tracking him a little bit, the opposite of what they did with Yuri, because I don't think with all rookies, especially if they're ready, you need to this slow progression nakamura has been ready from like the second month he's progressed so he's so good yeah and uh i'm glad he uh vanquished uh isami kodaka because he ruined my life by having one of the worst singles matches i've ever seen last month with shoda for his anniversary show so (laughs) well uh it You've probably heard us talk about Munitatsu Nakamura before when we've reviewed DDT because he has been on some DDT shows this year. But like I thought this was such a good showing from him and him just refusing to stop pinning <laughs> Isami Kodaka in the finishing stretch, just over and over p- t- taking him down and pinning him. He was so like determined to win it. It was so like it's like a Ooh. Gonpro staple. We see that a lot. Yeah. Gonpro, mainly from Watase refusing to... He just wants to keep pinning them. We'll see it later whenever we get to the semi-main, but it's like a Gonpro That's... staple. I'm glad he kept doing it because, I mean, it makes sense from a logistical standpoint because they're going to keep getting tired because they're going to have to keep trying to kick out. So it's such a good spot for him. Uh, but yeah, Absolutely. I mean, y- y'all had uh, Mune on a, a few DDT shows because he was a part of the DDT project that uh, DDT started, and he ended up being the one that got shipped off to Gonpro, which is obviously so far the right choice for him. <laughs> yeah, it's great because he also gets treated better on DDT that now that he isn't like their own rookie. Yeah. When he's on the show, like he's never the one getting the pin or even winning. Um. But also with the the guys that they put against each other, like Kodaka and Oka are obviously like the owners of the respective companies, and Shimomura and Nakamura are the are the disciples, and yeah. so like opening Tomonaga this. And, uh, Fujita are like the wild veterans that uh, get in. They do this. Tomonaga is so good. I mean, of course, it's yeah. like he can't show it against Minoru Fujita because I love Minoru Fujita, but he's not. Yeah. Like, as good as he once was 
Yeah. No. Sinitra, Sinitra Tomonaga is so, so good. I, I can't put into words how good he actually is whenever he just gets to cooking. It's like anytime I see him in a big tag match, like they like to team him and Keisuke together a lot on house shows, and they're just so good together. I'm like, yeah, we got to get these guys the tag belts now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, with that, we move over to match number two. Singles match. Yuri defeated Riara with a missile dropkick in Riara's debut match. Uh, some background on this. Uh, so Riara's had two exhibition matches. Uh, one was on the first Ganjo show, and the other one was the one that happened, I want to say it was like a day or two before this show. Uh, yeah, the Fire really Emblem close. show. Yeah. Uh, and they were both against Mocha Haru to get her uh, prepped. So I wrote about Riara's first uh, exhibition match, and Riara's wanted to wrestle for a really long time. She's starting off late. She's, I want to say she's like 34. Um, but she tried to first start wrestling when she was 13, when she sent her resume to LLPW. And, you know, of course, I ain't like take her in or anything. Uh, since then, she, she's lived a really hard life and she eventually found uh, her calling as a hostess. Uh, that's why uh, her she's got similar gear to some of the attire she would wear being at a hostess club, a cabaret club. And she has the bottle, of course. Uh, and she became a very, very popular hostess, uh, but she still wanted to wrestle. She actually met Shanshiro Takagi at one of the hostess clubs, and she had mentioned that uh, she wanted to wrestle, and Shanshiro Takagi put her in contact with Kenoka, and she started up in the Gonpro Dojo. Uh, she's been training out, I think it was about a year, year and a half, uh, but uh, I already had high expectations uh, from her exhibition match, and Usually for debut matches, I, I'm not looking for anything to nitpick necessarily because no, it's their debut. Yeah. I want to see what we got for the foundation, and then I'll start looking for stuff whenever I can see the second match they have, and we keep going forward and forward just because I can't really put too much high expectations on an actual debut match because her exhibition matches are different. They're like five minutes. Actual matches, you have to you know get in there go a little bit longer although i thought she had a a fine uh debut match there's still some stuff that confuses her a little but that's like i said it's her first match so i'm not expecting her to come out here and like the second coming of fucking akira hokudo or something yeah uh, but uh i thought she looked really good as a scrappy underdog i kept on comparing her in the lead up to Hiromi miyamura and i i'm still gonna stick by that uh it's, it's very very promising it also helps that she does have such a huge following already that uh, if she can progress at a pretty good rate, she's probably going to get elevated up the card, similar to Mune, pretty, pretty fast. And I thought uh, Yuri just continues to just be one of the MVPs of Gonpro this year. Oh, yeah. She looks so much like the Ganjo wrestler. It's insane. Uh, like, she's so, so... I don't know. I don't want to say it's because uh, Manase got hurt, but uh, Manase got hurt, and, like, she just stepped in the role and just became v1 and she just was obliterating Riara with these loud kicks i'm like yeah that's the best welcome to pro wrestling yeah. you can have right there yeah. it, it was the perfect first opponent for Riara. in my opinion yeah. it's honestly impressing how yuri well, she's not green but she's pretty new still in the grand yeah, scheme of things she debuted in 2020 and now she is yeah like, as the veteran in a debut match, it's insane. Absolutely, and she does the debut at uh, the debut. The veteran rolls so great. 
she's yeah. improved so much since he, since she debuted. Like I remember some of her matches early on, and those were not that good. <laughs> like the, even early in 2022, I was kind of like not impressed by her, but yeah. she's See, like lately been really impressive. It probably helps now that they have move forward with the ganjo branch because for a while there they were just like stop running ganjo shows uh, yeah. so she really didn't get a lot of singles reps compared to what she was getting but now she's getting like all the big opportunities so she's getting time that and she started working more companies more uh, yeah for a while there she wasn't branching out as much as i would have liked her to just because i think young wrestlers going to other companies is always going to be a good thing because they can learn from different veterans and different companies uh, i don't think it's a good idea for them to stay put in one place unless there's like this super 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 high level of teaching there um but yeah she's got around and she's learned some more stuff and her kicks have gotten way way better i remember when she first started trying to implement kicks into her arsenal and it was like a pillow just got thrown at her opponent it just didn't have any sound now it's like the loudest thuds i've ever heard in my life uh i yeah. like her I liked her winning with the missile drop kick because, of course, she's transitioning her main finisher into the Swanton. But winning with the missile drop kick is you can use as a nice little symbolism of I am already too far ahead of you. You have to come up a little bit more to reach my level before I'm ready to pull out everything against you. Yeah. Uh, Yannick, do you have anything more to say about this? Um, not about the match, but I still hope we eventually get to see the Yuri versus Tomoka Inaba match. I was just about to mention something that because I was looking at their cage match and I saw that that had hap- that happened in like April. Yeah, the rest of the rest of the show is on YouTube, but apparently, like there was some technical issues, so I'm not sure we'll ever see that. Fuck is gonna send that match out on DVD, and that's just if you don't buy it, okay. you can see. <laughs> But yeah, uh, with that, we move over to the next match. Tag team match, Shinshiro Katsumara and Mocha Haruki. It's, what what is their, uh, like, action name? If you want to list the rest of the match, I'll give you the whole background. (laughs) It it is the the Halfie. Yeah. Defeated Harukase and Hartley Jackson. I thought this was a very charming and fun match. Oh, uh, some backstory on this. Yeah, so, okay. there. Whenever the GWC six-man championships were in uh, Gone Pro, Chu uh, Sakurai, who's the big gentleman in the pink happy shirt that was ringshot, shouts out to the base god. He can come back anytime. Yeah. Um, him, Mocha Harui, and Shuchiro Katsumura were in a trio called the Happy. They had, like, inflatable instruments, and they did, like, lip-singing performances. Well... It's not lip sync. They actually sung, but Shu Sakurai wasn't very good at it, so Katsumori just kept making them sing just because he sucked at it. <laughs> um, and they were a GWC six-man team. They held the belts twice. The first run, actually, they lost to Keisuke Ishii, Koki Wasaki, and Harakaze for Harakaze's uh, first and only title run in Gampro thus far. Although uh, the team they lost to, they didn't hold it long before they dropped to uh, Asuka, Hagane Shino, and Shucho Kat- uh, Katsumori. I almost said cuts more. Uh, Shinichiro Tomonaga. And then the Hafi ended up taking the belts from them again. And the Hafi were the last Gone Pro team to have the GWC six man titles before they lost it on an indie show. And now the GWCs are out there uh, on the indie scene. I think, like, 
Dun Masioka has one of them, but um, but the Happy Wear Trio and Shu Sakurai was actually the OG Gun Pro trainee. Uh, he had a nice little career, but he retired, so it just became Katsumura and Moko. Anytime they teamed up, they just continued the team under the Happy name. So it was nice that he was here. Uh, before about two months ago. Or no, it was actually last month. Uh, Mocha announced that she would be going on hiatus because she's donating a kidney to her sister. So this was hyped as her last Corkin. So that's why yeah. uh, Shu Sakurai came out. And uh, of course, her and Harakaze are foundation members of Ganjo. So of course, she's in this match. And uh, Hartley Jackson and Harakaze are actual like best friends of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really sweet. This is, this is like Hartley Jackson's favorite person ever. Um, like I said, they had a really, really good singles match on a basement Monstar show, and then like after that, it was just like Billy Jackson being nice and like a team now. So it's it's and, so charming. And them as a team is so charming and fun to watch. I was so, so entertained by them. I I love them together. They're gonna get a tag title run. It's gonna be great. But um, oh yeah. yeah. It's it's like so so charming and like my favorite spots are just when Harley Jackson just uses Harakase as a weapon. <laughs> he just, just starts throwing her around. Uh, there was like a there was like a trios match where it was like both of them and Imanari and like for three straight minutes, Imanari and Harley Jackson kept tagging out and just body slamming Harakase onto one of their opponents. <laughs> she was just like dead by the end of it. It was great. Uh, this match was really really fun. Uh, it was yeah. a very charming way to Absolutely. send off Mocha. Uh, got a lot of fun. You got to have Shu Sakurai get in there, get some spots. It um, was a very, a very emotional finishing stretch between Mocha and uh, Harukasa. Yeah, uh, which, I mean... I really like it. Another most improved uh, Harukaze. Harukaze's had herself a great last year or so. Um, like I said, I have, this was just such a charming and fun match. I absolutely loved it. I hope they get to run it back whenever Mocha's back. Um Charlie Jackson's been such a gem to have in Gone Pro. Uh, oh yeah, he, he's like probably my favorite guy in heavyweight right now. He's so good. He's, he's so good. he's so wholesome. <laughs> so wholesome. He's such a good though. <laughs> he doesn't do anything that's like super exceptional either. He's just so good at what he does. Like we see yeah. your average guy in big man come as like, yeah, I'm gonna be a really bad Vader. Harley Jackson's just Harley Jackson, and he's really good like, at it. I think. I think the thing with him is just that he comes off as so honest and approachable. Yeah. Um, because as I as I said that uh, about last year, like he was the champion, and like when he lost, um, to to what to say, he was just crying there, um, and he got invited into like the Gunpro family, and now he's like the most emotional guy on there. Yeah. He did a whole joke. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave," and then they were like, "Yo," he's like, "I'm just joking. I'm just chilling." Uh, it was fun. I, I love Katsumura yeah. too. I I got to give him some love too because I gave everybody else love. But Katsumura was one of the more alluring people to me when I started watching Gone Pro, just because I am a noted hater of the technical wrestling, and I was like, "All right, dude, I'm I'm not here to watch you do holds." But Katsumura is really, really, really good. Um, He's just got to have the right opponent and not do grappling matches that make me ruin. Uh, the right control. opponent is not Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, Minoru Suzuki's not the right opponent for a lot of people these days, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did not expect that. That, <laughs> that was funny. Um, it was. I thought Shu Shusakura 
as a manager worked so well. It was so yeah. like fun to have him. Of course, he came out later and translated for the English uh, team, mm-hmm. the English speaking team. And I is he? It, he seems very fluent in English, so I feel like he should like try to get more uh, gaijins in. <laughs> uh, like, well, I think so. If if I'm guessing, just based on who was in the later match i think shota was the guy who's kind of pointing out guys oh yeah because he's he yeah met, that, that makes met, sense yeah he, shota did like english commentary two years ago yeah uh well he tried he met dan the dad in uh cody lane i think it was on like a glory pro show i think yeah. he's kind of the guy seeking out guidance but uh, i mean they do have like a lot of resources for english because i mean they got shota going over to do ex- yeah. uh expeditions but they also got mr haku whenever he's around uh, he's not yeah. like he's not like fully all in like he is with TJPW, but whenever he's around, I was usually I was kind of expecting this show to have English commentary, but I guess everyone that could was busy. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Haku was there, but he needed like a co-host, and I think uh, Brooks did the TJPW show earlier in the day. So uh, did he? Maybe. I, I don't remember. Yeah, he. Um, I, I think it was him and Drew Parker. Oh yeah, yeah. He him and Drew Brooks. Parker do the yeah. But yeah, with that, we move over to now Kukura, speaking of TJPW, now Kukura defeating uh, Yoshihiko Hasegawa with a, with a Shiden Kai. I thought this was a very good, like, expedition, like, not expedition, but, like, TJPW versus Gun Pro match. And also a bit of a, like, actress girls AWG match. <laughs> yeah. Because both are, of course, alumni from that. Yeah. That they mentioned they made sure to mention that a lot on commentary, which is good. And also they had Monase on commentary who also in at Rosco was at one point. Yeah. Uh it's I was so excited for this match because as soon as Nakakuda's theme hit and she appeared on the stage, I was like, she's about to beat the shit out of Yappy. I can't wait. <laughs> I was like, I can't wait. Um and they had a really fun back and forth match. Yappy got a, a lot more than I was expecting. Yeah, but... just so much more competitive than I thought. If this was like Yappy like a few months ago, now Kakuto would have dusted her. This has been three minutes of now Kakuto beating the brace off her. She gets one hope spot and gets hit with her finish. Um, but uh, I I love this. Like I said, uh, Yapi from the shows I've been watching, like the house shows, she's really starting to figure out she wants to be as a pro wrestler and she's really starting to improve i've been like begging for like months for her to show some signs of improvement although it's kind of hypocritical considering she had she had to come back from like a pretty serious injury but i've been like begging for like any signs of improvement and like this past month she's finally started to show those signs and i mentioned on the last episode we recorded like this is perfect timing for her to start to come into her own because Mocha's going out on hiatus, and Mocha's, like, the most winningest person in Ganjo. Like, she rarely, rarely loses. So that's one big piece out. It's a chance for Yapi to step up and, you know, move up the card, especially with Riara now debuting. So kind of slipping into Yapi's former role as the uh, least tenured person on the Ganjo roster. Uh, Yapi's starting to a little bit of limb targeting and i got to thinking and i tweeted it out i said well now since riara's kind of taken the role of the scrappy underdog i think that yapi should kind of take the rat boy yoshinari ogawa approach where since she wants to limb target she can like win with sneak pins too and she can continue her limb targeting but she can also just kind of pop a win out of nowhere and be a little you know 
sadistic in her uh, limb targeting approach since she wants to go that route since she because I think she's going to get outshined as the underdog baby face by Riara if she continues to try to go that route. So maybe something that'll shift for her and, you know, make her stand out a little bit more uh, is something I would look forward to over these next couple months with um, Mocha out. Uh, now, got to give her credit. Not only is she, like, fantastic, but she did her best to make uh, Yappy look like a million bucks and make the fans oh, get yeah. behind Yappy almost immediately whenever she started to get on the offense. Naokakuta is so good. I don't get to talk about her a lot, but she's fantastic. Yeah, now Naokakuta has been on like a really good run ever since she had the great performance against Mizuki in the Cork uh, Hall main event for the Princess title. I thought like Naokakuta coming in here and actually for once being the one that's, that, that is the one that is dominating and not being dominated <laughs> was really fun because me as a TWW viewer always see are, is used to seeing her like getting beaten up and stuff like that. So it was really fun to see it's her odd. win. It's odd because she's so good at being that veteran that fights down against the lesser experienced opponent. Yeah. Yeah. And this as a match was just fun. A highly recommendable match. Yeah, Yannick, what do you think? You've seen some of Yappy from when she first got to Gone Pro to now. What do you think about how she started to string along if you're using this as the, I guess, blueprint for her progression? And the interesting part, like, it's kind of all of Gone Pro, but they're really just all a bunch of losers. Yeah. And that's who they are. That's that's their identity. And it's the, in the name, Gone do your best. Like fight against it and do do what you can. Um, the thing with Yappy is that she has such a different vibe to everyone everyone else in Gun Gun Show that it really sticks out. And now was a, the perfect opponent, um, just style wise and vibe wise, and that this, as I said. Uh, surprisingly competitive match just went on for pretty long but was hooking until the end and I'm yeah. happy that she she got this I mean I think it's a big batch, uh, batch of trust to have the singles match here in Corican. in Corican and you know she ran with it and uh, I'm happy for her that she did I would like to see them you know I'd like to see Look forward him, to um, more. Run it back, like in a few months after Yapi has had uh, some of that time to step up in in Mocha's absence and see, because I'm banking on her improving during that time. So I want to see what it looks like in a few months. Yeah, yeah. And with that, we move over to a special international match, kind of Dan the Dad and Cody Lane defeated Shota and Somatakao of Roman Stone. The Roman Stone uh, duo, who I thought was going to win the <laughs> Gunbury World Tag Titles in the tournament, oh, I but knew they uh... were losing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this was Dan the Dad and Cody Lane's debut match in Gunpro, and uh, they pinned Shota with the "You're Grounded" move. That's what and it's I thought called. This was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, according to dramatic DDT, this is your "You're Grounded" is what it that. That is called. <laughs> Makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I thought this was 
really fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun, although Dan the Dead didn't do much for me. He was like super over and uh with the crowd, so I mean they I did a lot he's of like Luigi Primo. Primo. Yeah. yeah, they did a lot of spots involving the coffee cup. Yeah. <laughs> he's like Luigi Primo, but except for he's like actually over. It's like you, Luigi Primo got a few oohs and ahs. Like the crowd was like all in on all the Dan, Dan the Dad antics, so it made it a lot more bearable than maybe it would have been if they just did not react. <laughs> um, uh, so like, I mean, it made it a little more bearable. But I thought Cody Lane looked really, really good here. On a total note, I thought he looked fantastic here. He got yeah. the show out, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I was like, all right, show them. Maybe, maybe you got a little bit scouting in you. Uh, so I, I would love if they keep bringing him back. I thought he was fantastic. Cody Lane was good in this match, and he was good in the match the day after, on yeah. which was set up later on the show. Yeah. I haven't checked came out, out earlier today. Yeah, I haven't. Checked <laughs> it came out earlier today, and I watched it before recording. So yeah, I'll have to check it out whenever I get back uh, from my trip. But I'm excited because, like, I thought he did very well. I had no knowledge of Dan the Dad or Co- Cody Lane. Well, I'll take that back. I asked uh, Scott. I was like, do you know who Dan the Dad and Cody Lane is? He was like, uh, I remember Dan the Dad. He sucks. But um, <laughs> so. yeah, I, I, I also remember, like, I remember Dan the Dad as a like, guy from a GCW show that I've watched. Um, like, he, he is not, he, uh, in there, he's not good. Here, I, I get. It's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought Cody Lane was fantastic. I, I take that back. Max did uh, hype me up to Cody Lane a little bit, said he was good. But yeah, I, I'm one of those people I got to see for myself. I can't take other people's yeah. word. I got to see for myself. And I thought he did good here. I actually thought this is Rom- Romance Dawn's best outing together because I think most literally all their tag stuff up until now has been them trying to be a cohesive tag team. But their chemistry has just been off, and they just haven't clicked. But I thought in here, a lot of their tandem stuff, they look, they gelled a lot better as a team here than I have seen them in previous outings. So that's promising, considering they're gonna that's, be. That's interesting. Do you think the same before? Uh, did you think the same before Shota did his excursion? Yes. Already? Yes, I remembered not okay. being a fan of the CDK match. I thought neither team gelled. Oh, I I was. Yeah, me and Yannick both were really yeah. big fans of that. Match. I, I wasn't. I, I just thought neither team really gelled well, in my opinion. I thought it was decent, but I, didn't, I wasn't over the hill about it. I was just like, ah, for an Oda Ward match. And, um, I felt that way before Shota went on excursion, and I felt that way in the uh, opener of the tag title tournament against Takawa and Imanari. I, I think I said on record, I was like, Takawa and Imanari, they like, just started teaming, and they looked way better as a team than romance dawn here they gelled very well um and i don't know why that is because i mean shoda and soma are actual friends they've known each other yeah. practically their whole careers i don't know why they weren't gelling because it's not like they weren't making genuine attempts to be a good tag team they were gelling together they were well, they were trying to gel together they were putting together tandem moves but it's just like timing was off they really didn't like i said keep saying gel but they really didn't gel together how i'd hope but i thought in this yeah. one it was their best outing together it's like they're finally starting to get on the track which is good uh yeah. speaking I, of yeah Sorry. um yeah speaking of soma man he's so much more bearable here than anywhere else oh yeah like, <laughs> I'd be fine if just being a gun pro gets to have fun here that's why and whenever he just shows up in ddt he just is instantly forgotten about 
Like, you see him through the entrance, and, and then he, you just forget about him during the matches because he just disappears. Yeah. And or he gets beaten I think up. That <laughs> has to do a lot with his executive position, and uh, oh, him and Akido have like executive positions in the company. I think with yeah, T Foods and stuff. I think it's like your mindset is probably we don't want to be involved in BT stuff because we're executives. We don't want it being looked at as all we're just here because we're executives. It's just fine with Soma, but Akito is so great. Like, let him win something, please. Yeah, no, he'll lose yeah. to like Joey Janela in a few weeks or something. Um, <laughs> in his signature match, I'm still angry about that. With with that, we move over to the Spirit of Gumbar World Tag Team Championship Tournament Finals, and I have this was the first match of the, the tag title tournament I've seen. How has the tag title tournament been, Uh, uh So I thought the uh, the Oka and Moore versus a uh, hentai punch drunkers match was actually it was it was very slow at the beginning, but as they got toward the end, it started to heat up. And just as it was about to hit its climax, the match ended in Hikaru Sato one. I was like, "Come on, we we had like five minutes more, like just waiting there." And then the other match, like I said, I didn't think Romance Dawn gelled a lot of team, but I think Imanari and Takaiwa are so good together that it salvaged everything because they were just fantastic against romance don and that they look like they've been teaming for like decades and of, and of course they have the otani connection but they were just yeah. great as a team and i was like oh i'm excited for the final and actually uh, i believe the first round uh for meguchi and sato literally this was on the same day that meguchi had the like really really good tag matchup with him and uh keisuke Ishii versus watase and yukio sakaguchi so it was a good day for him oh yeah i haven't seen that yet but i have it on my watch list <laughs> yeah it is a match i should get back to soon but uh i thought that it coming down to the two the, the first and second uh, spirit of gumbar openweight champions versus tyson and hikaru sato it was just awesome it it was something I noticed while they were making that entrances that oh this is the two mm-hmm. people that held the ti- the main title first it 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 makes sense that they are like the the the, the favorites going into this uh, final versus Hikaru Sato and Tyson like the Takawa electing Imanari as his partner because he mentioned he was like well I usually team with Otani and you know he's not around it's like well yeah. Imanari you also team with Otani and you know we. And they had a vow. They have a vow to not wrestle again until, in singles action at least, until the GM returns. So they're going to stay true to that. I like them going into this tag team. Uh, I have an ideal scenario for when they win the tag title. So I was a little less hurt at them not winning. But I was just like, man, I don't know. An Imanari and Takawa tag run might be an all-timer. But on the same, on the flip side of the coin, I don't think anybody deserves it more than Meiguchi for the work that he's put in from his first show. Oh, yeah. yeah. From his very first show where he took on, I think it was took on Shinichiro Tomonaga, where uh, Otani announced that he was going to start regularly competing in Gonpro and try to prove his worth. Uh, from that match to now, he's came leaps and bounds. And I'm, I, I'm not going to complain about any Hikaru Sato in my Gonpro. If he wants to keep coming around, no. Come on. I haven't been able to keep up yeah, with all Japan a... as much, so come on over to Gonpo and work some shows. <laughs> I mean, 
he was kind of the best part about the the whole champion carnival tour um it's interesting with all four because i'm so thankful for what Takaiwa did and his uh, tenure as Spirit of Gun Pro Open um, like champion, mm-hmm. like singles champion. He was the first one, yeah. people that don't know. And he was such a great roadblock for, you know, this bunch of losers. Yeah, he was. He was and him, absolutely. And the team with Imanari, I have my preferences with, with Imanari and that's usually the like, the real dramatic big matches. Uh, so I don't really care about him in like stuff like this. Um, but on the other side, I'm so happy with uh, the hand type punch drunkers. Hikaru Sato may just be the best technical wrestler there is, and Maiguchi, like Sato Maiguchi, just fits. Yeah, they, I really like this team. I wasn't expecting to be such a big fan of it, but I am... At, like, with this match and the match I watched the day after, I am really on board with them being the first tag champions. It, it, and, um, um, yeah. Also, the tag belts didn't get here. I mentioned on the last show, I was like, yeah. I was like, they have not shown us this belt. We saw the Spirit of Gombar title like a whole two months before we even crowned a champion. I bet this belt isn't finished and it's not finished. It didn't get Yeah, the tag titles had not yet arrived, so yeah, the tag um, titles was just the trophies. <laughs> the trophies are the belts for now because they're getting it made overseas, so it hasn't arrived yet. Um, I, like like uh, Yannick mentioned that Takaiwa was such a good roadblock for these bunch of losers. I thought he was a great roadblock for Maiguchi here. Um, oh yeah. Oh he, yeah. Like it's crazy because Maiguchi's a shoot kickboxer and he 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 doesn't have no soft strikes and anytime he threw those strikes, Takaiwa hit him with like the meanest old man lariat or something you've seen. It's oh just, yeah. Takaiwa's the man. I love Takaiwa so much. Such a pissed old man. He's like the him. perfect, and it's so good because like. No other juniors are really trying to be like Takaiwa because Takaiwa was mainly a power guy. He was throwing lariats, he was doing power bombs, yeah. he was doing death valleys. No other junior is trying to be like Takaiwa, and that's like such a fault on junior wrestling that more people should be like Takaiwa uh, because he's just yeah. utilizing his power and being stiff, and I love everything about it. But uh, it, it helps that he still has this veteran aura, like living legend aura to him. Yeah, that just tightens all this. I'm glad that he was able. Of course, so here's here's what I thought when Takawa first showed up in the company. Uh, everything he did was very obviously supposed to be Otani. Otani was supposed to be the first Spirit of Gombari champion. It was very, everything he was supposed to drop the Imanari. It's very obviously that everything he's done up to this point has been filling in for Otani, but you wouldn't know that with how well he's just been gelled into the Gonpro family. He's like so a part of gone pro that you can't even yeah. remember that he's technically a replacement for now and he was like i said i thought he was perfect for meiguchi to overcome because this is a this is a big win for meiguchi beating takai was a big win takai was the first champ Takai yeah. was a living legend so him getting the win over him was perfect i also yeah. loved uh uh meiguchi did kind of what mune and watase does where he just kept trying to get the pin but Instead, he put his own flirt because he just kept kicking Takaiwa in the head before yeah. trying to pin him. It was it was perfect. Yeah, a great buzzsaw kick to end this match. I I was really really happy with Tyson just 
throughout the whole match because the whole match was very built around him, as you as you guys have touched on, and him winning was awesome. I hope this leads to a gr- good first tag title run. As I said, the first defense was uh, the day after, and it was taped, and it came out today. And it was versus Dan the Dad and Cody Lane who won the previous match because they came out to challenge the new champions. And what a just charming post-match promo. <laughs> it was really funny to see them uh, them not... First, they, Tyson and Hikaru Salto didn't understand what they were saying because they were talking English. Yeah. And then they tr- translated that. It was just awesome. Oh, yeah. It was great. I am excited to see what they do with this title ring. Uh, my idea, I have an ideal scenario, and I have different scenarios I think they could take from this. Um, they're going short term. The ideal scenario is obviously to end it at Oda Ward, uh, and I would move the belts to Tomonaga and Ishii. But I do think there's other routes they could take. I think the that is very early, though. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's very early because the show's close. I think yeah. they could hold off to the end of the year. But the other two likely scenarios I could see, I could see them dropping the Hartley and Harakaze, and I could see them doing this whole redemption arc with Romance Dawn since they're losing a lot right now. Those are the two that I think are probably the most likely, but I have my preference, of course. I guess they go intergender with it. Mm-hmm. And just because it was kind of a... Well, focus. Well, if they don't go Hartley and Harakaze, I say hold off until Mocha's back and do the Happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Happy is the best team in Gonfra, so I would wait till she's back and do it. I mean, she won't be gone for too long. No, it's not a long recovery time, but I'm sure she wants to be certain and take her time. Yeah, as she should. Yeah, I mean, donating a kidney can take you out for some time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I I do I do think that whatever they they do with at the Auto War show, show, I do think that the, that match is going to be really good because this team is awesome. Uh, but then we move over to the Spirit of Gumbar Openweight Title Match: Misuki Watase making his fourth defense of the title versus Keisuke Ishii. And man. Uh, some backstory on this match before we start talking about it. Yeah, I, I need to get the backstory before I start talking about it. Um, so, Keisuke Ishii, so, I, as I said in my preview, Suzuki Watase has built this following among fans for not reaching the heights he had hoped to in DDT, transferring to Pro, becoming part of the Pro family, earning his way to the top, winning the top belt, and Keisuke Ishii did that first. He... As part of the Dream Futures generation with Soma Takao and uh, Shigeru Irie Team Drift. And he eventually came over with Koki Iwasaki as a part of a loan from DDT to Gonpro, but he eventually just stayed around and just didn't go back to DDT. And he became two-time Independent World Junior Champion whenever that belt was the top belt in Gonpro. And he held both of those. Uh, and he held that title for like a combined reign of like over 500 days. And he's truly the embodiment of Ganbari Pro Wrestling. If there's one person that is the ultimate roadblock in Gon Pro, it's definitely Keisuke Ishii. Uh, so this was a big match for Watase to have. Um, he was, 
I had my eyes on Ishii ever since his belt was introduced. I was like, okay, when is he going to challenge? It's it's getting a little too long. When is he going to step up and make his challenge? It's been a while uh, since he's held the title. I think the last time he held the uh, junior title was um, 2020. Um, and, you know, Watase, he held his Purdue show with him teaming with Yukio Sakaguchi to take on Ishii and um, Tyson Meiguchi, and that was where uh, Ishii earned his shot. He pinned him, and then literally every... Sh- the other two shows that happened that day was all with Tase just going all out against Ishii because he wanted to get back at him. And then Ishii was like, well, I pinned you. Let me challenge. And she had a lot. He had, he had quite a few things to say about this. You know, he, he, he talked about how appealing the spirit of Gombar title was to him, how he wanted to walk down Oda Ward in the main event as champion. He hasn't, how he's had like, this was like his fifth main event in Cork and Hall and he's never stood tall at the end. So he wanted to win. Uh, it was a, it was a lot. It was a lot. But uh, Watase's continuing on this run to prove why he deserves it, and it's been such a highlight. Just coming to Gun Pro, um, I was very conflicted with uh, this match. <laughs> oh yeah, but as a match, I thought this was just an <laughs> awesome defense. Probably Misikiwata's his best defense so far. I it was. Just the near falls and the, the exchanges in the finishing stretch alone was so great. The reversal into a German mm-hmm. when the... He went for the nail <laughs> kick. Oh, man. I popped so... I replayed that so many times. <laughs> but yeah, this was just awesome. Yannick, what did you think about this? What's that to say? Um, interestingly, this match feels longer than this to me, but just because it's an truly an epic. Yeah. I think Ishii is one of the best junior wrestlers in the world. And I think everybody in the know says it, but like nobody knows. Yeah, very few people know how great Keisuke Ishii is. And I'm there, I'm not surprised how this match turned out, but I'm so happy they, it happened. Um, I would have loved to see this in Ota Ward. Mm-hmm. It also, but but it also works as the Corkin main event because, as uh, Savior said, wasn't this the first singles Corkin main event for Case Uh I think I don't know if it's singles, but it's only like his fifth time main eventing. Uh... Quirk and it might be his first singles, but it's only like his okay. like fifth time, and he's never won in the Quirk and main event. Yeah, that is the big thing that he a Quirk and main event for Case Kiyoshi is pretty big for him, even though he has had a really long career. <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah, and it, it was, in my opinion, it was the right decision to have Mizugiwata as he continue his reign with getting the V four. I thought, I think he him as a champion. Still has so much left in the in the tank, and I want to see so much more from the, this reign because I feel like it's such an establishing reign of his, of the company and him it, itself. Yes, I. Yeah. So what were you going to say? Yeah. So wrong man won. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. I, I also agree that I think this probably would have been my Oda Ward match. I said it when Matase won the belt. This would have been my Oda Ward match with Ishii winning. Yeah. Um, 
uh, like you said, it does work for a quirk in the main. Uh, okay, so this is why I think Wrong Man won. Uh, Watase, okay. while he's on a great run, Watase is young and he's not going anywhere. He's super. Oh, he's yeah. gonna have many of these title reigns. She's almost forty, and I think what Watase is thirty-two actually. Well, Ishii's almost 40. I was still younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah still, yeah, young. still younger. Uh, it's six years of difference. Ishii getting the belt here, and because Watase's beaten like all the big names, Ishii beating him would have gave him a one more roadblock to overcome. Be like, yeah, I was champion. I beat a bunch of people, but I'm still not good enough to overcome Keisuke Ishii and continue to chase Ishii however long they want. Uh, and that way you have one big match to build in your back pocket. Uh, and that's and just because I think Ishii, not that Watase doesn't deserve it, but I think Kaisuke Ishii was the most deserving of walking down the Oda Ward as the champion in the main event this year. Um, for all he's done for Gonpro, because like I said, he's Mr. Gonpro, he deserves it. Um, but with that being said, even though he lost, I'm not upset at Watase uh, winning, it's just something, it's just not what I would have done. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, um, the main event, the the supposed main event of Oda Ward is definitely a lot weaker than Keisuke yeah. Ishii versus Mizuki Watase if they go the way I think they're going. And that's, and, that's my next point. Well, first, let me just say I really enjoyed this match. My only nitpick was they kept it started off a little slow, and they just kept teasing the apron uh, off the apron uh, pump handle Ishii driver. I wouldn't have oh, yeah. I wouldn't have kept teasing it. I would have just let it happen when it happened. That way it would have been a bigger yeah. moment. Um but I thought it was very, very good, very hard hitting. Uh I thought the finish was a little bit abrupt, but I, I said don't have a complaint. And it, also, um Is uh Is this the best gun pro match this year, in your opinion? Because for me it is, but I haven't watched that much gun pro. <laughs> I if it's not one, it's two behind uh, Eguchi and Ishii versus Watase and Sakaguchi. Uh, it's, okay. it's a toss-up between those two. I, I can't pick one right now. I'm sure I'll be able to at some other point in the year, but I can't pick one right now. Um, but another reason why I think Watase retaining is kind of ed because one, we're, the next thing we're building to is Oda Ward, and I think any match you run with Watase now that you've blown through the Ishii match is a lot weaker for a Oda Ward main event, and Keisuke Ishii versus literally anybody will be. Um, speaking, yeah. speaking of which, afterwards, the entire Warrior race came out, and I thought Minoru Fujita's going to challenge. Like, what? I was, I was afraid. I was afraid that Minoru Fujita was going to challenge. I would have been <laughs> down for that. Minoru Fujita probably would have put a lot more effort into the match than the person who ended up challenging. I was hoping, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was hoping there was a shimmer of hope that Daikishi Momoa was going to challenge and that just yes. didn't happen. Uh, as soon as the mic got past to Asami Kodaka, I shouted at my phone, no. And I was, <laughs> and I shouted no even louder when Oda Ward was mentioned, when Otaku was mentioned. I was like, oh my god. I was like, this main event's gonna suck. <laughs> I said this. I said, you just don't like Kodaka. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I was like, bro. I said, God. I, I, st I started typing around. I was like, oh my god. I said, I said, Otase's reign's about to get ended by the worst wrestler of all time. <laughs> I, was, I was so upset. And then uh, Otase was like, yeah, well, you did lose to Mune, so I kind of think he's more deserving. I was like, yeah, you let him know. You let him know. <laughs> and 
now Mune and uh, Isami are going to have a challenger contenders match uh, on May yeah. 28th. Uh, it's my birthday. So, Kenoka, if you ruin my birthday on May 28th by having Isami Kodaka win, I swear you're out of the book, Booker of the Year running. Oh, like, imagine oh, Mune just winning. Imagine if Mune, just, if Mune just wins. Okay, okay. So, here's the thing. The reason I think Isami's winning is because it's Oda Ward, it's a big venue, so you want the bigger name in the main yeah. event. And Isami, Isami Kodaka is a pretty well-known name. Yeah, he's the bigger yeah. name. And he's... I'm not gonna negate. It's just liked by a lot of people. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Neg- I'm not gonna negate that. However, if it was possible, I if Mune won, I would have him beat Watase. I would have him. Do it. <laughs> I would go all in because yeah, you can't I mean, give. Yeah, yeah of you course. can't go because you can't give him the Oda Award main event and not go all in. Yeah, at that point, it's just a, rook- it's just a dumb risk to take if you're not gonna have a rookie. That. Yeah. Yeah. That, of, of course, that if <laughs> Mulutats Nakamura wins, he should go all the way and be strapped up. Just do a, but yeah, I should just do a triple. The most, <laughs> <laughs> the most realist, uh, the most like realistic thing, and what it's probably gonna happen is Isami Kodaka and Isami Kodaka versus Mizuki Watase as the other award versus Sekihara two main event. So, on um, makes it kind of if. If they make it a death match, it could be good. <laughs> it's it's death my match, it could be good. thing. Um, yeah. Curious before I say, I say, did y'all have another Soseki Ohara main event in mind? If it wasn't Ishii and Watase? I mean, I before was... the show, I just expected Oka. Yeah. I, yeah, I was always going to say Oka. <laughs> yeah, that was my worst. I was like, they're going to give Oka the main event again. Because the safest Yeah. Night. However, or, I had one. Or Yumihito. Yeah. Or Yumihito. I had that one in the chamber for if Ishii won here. I had okay. I had Kaisuke Ishii and Hiroshima for the SOG. Battle. Oh my. Oh, yes, please. I had, that would be so good. I had oh, that God. or either member of Dream Futures facing Ishii in the main. Um, Iria? Yeah. yeah. I, I had either one. Ooh, I... WXW champion. I don't know if he's losing, but um, uh, but yeah, you know, my... like I'd I'd love to see him just be... become WXW champion live, and then see him uh, become Spirit of Gunpro champion live. That would have hurt so, me to see I'd Ishii drop it like V1. <laughs> uh, but in my head, I was like, well, they need a big, big match for Oda Ward. Hiroshima worked the Basement Monstar shows, and he's not doing anything in DDT worth noting. So he could he, be free. He is absolutely not doing anything. <laughs> and, and I was like, he could, yeah. he could be free, and I think like he would totally do it. So it's just like, I was, in my head, I was like convincing myself. I was like, Ishii versus Hiroshima's the match. They just gotta happen. And, you know, yeah. Of course. yeah. I'm not saying he won't be on the show. But he's teaming with the bald guy. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but maybe they make that a special singles match. They could. On the undercard. Uh, I mean, they could. Last... I I would be happy with that also. Last but... year they did uh, a Ishii anniversary match with Ishikawa, Irie, and Isami. So I could see them doing another Ishii anniversary match if he doesn't challenge for like the tag titles or something. And yeah, honestly, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it. If Mune, I'm saying if because I'm gonna have hope because I I like to not suffer. <laughs> Uh, if Mune loses, big if, because like I said, I, I'm going to hold hope. Uh, 
I would honestly maybe give him the Ishii singles at Oda Ward. That's probably the best route for him to take. It'd be a nice little way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Ishii ain't got no problem with winning and beating up young kids, so it'll be fine for him. But I just think with Oda Ward, if you're not going to have a lot of outsiders, I think you could book some big singles matches for people you want to elevate. I think you can give Yuri a big singles match against some bigger name Joshi star. I think you can give Yappi a big match. I think give Yappi and Riara big matches. I think you can give Mune a big singles. I think, yeah. I think the ideal blueprint, if they're not gonna have like a lot of set storylines, is I'm not saying they won't because they did start storylines rather late for last year's Oda Ward show. Um, ideal layout should be to elevate all of your people you're wanting to push up the card with big big matches. Is Unagi Sayaka going to be again on, on the Wrestle Sekihara show? Uh, depends, <laughs> you bet she will. Depends what her schedule's like. If she's available, they'll definitely get her because uh, Monase likes her. Yeah, yeah. like she draws. I'm I'm just looking at the the card from last year, and I I am reminded that the Isami Kudaka and Ishikawa versus Keisuke and Ire match is just awesome. Yeah, that was actually really good. Yeah, that was that was like the best match on the show. Easy. I have one foolish statement. <laughs> that is just that Koki Vasaki will return. I, I mean, but he yeah, could be on the, I could see him on the other watch show. Oh, he was hasn't been on any of the other shows. I could see him being no. brought in for an Oda Award. Just because. Uh, yeah. So, some last... Uh, any last takes on this great Misegiri Watase versus Case Geisha match? We've talked a lot about the aftermath, so um, and not that much about the actual match. <laughs> like I said, I liked it. Like I said, my one nitpick was how slow it was at the very beginning and also the constant build-up to the pump handle Ishii driver off the apron just because whenever he finally hit it, I was just like, he's tried it like three times now. It's cool, but like, I would have liked to have been caught by surprise by him just hitting it like immediately. Um, said it was really stiff. I love both of them just stiffing each other. That's what I was hoping for in the build-up, just because of how they were stiffing each other on the house shows. Is like they gotta just beat the brakes off each other, and they didn't disappoint. Yeah. Um. Said they did a lot of stuff. Uh, Watase literally brought out everything. He tried his new finish, still wasn't enough to beat Ishi. Uh, he's beat him by a last ditch effort, and I mean, I think it still protects Ishi because Watase literally had to give everything he had in the tank, and then some. But you know, I, I would have had Ishi win. Yannick, what do you think about this? When in doubt, said? when in doubt, just run it back. I thought you were ah. about to say something about Dan the Dad. I was like, what? <laughs> Is this... <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, like if this is the first of uh, more Spirits of Gumbar World, uh, World Open with title matches between these two, I would not be like mad. I would be so happy <laughs> because I really like this match. No, if there's like a off chance that uh the end goal is still getting the belt to Ishii from Otase, I do have somebody from the outside I want to see challenge Otase just because I think they would headbutt the hell out of each other. Uh, so with that being said, I'm gonna put it out there in the universe since I'm good at putting stuff out there because I like to take risk. Uh, if he beats Kodaka at Oda Ward, I need him and Fuminori Abe to have a title match. So 
Oh my god. Oh. Dude. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Oh man, why did you put this? I have to. He's freelance. Anything I is hope. possible. You gotta put it out there. And anything is possible. And he's a bizarre guy, so maybe it's a, well, it would make sense. Like, yeah, he's not anymore. Yeah, not anymore, but like he would come out him coming out after Isami Kudaka has been been defeated and saying, Hey, I want that title now. Um, it would could work. No. But yeah, yeah um, we can't have the best Bossera guy because DDT is stingy. Then we we can have the best ex Bossera guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is just the best guy hands down. Like, yeah, shouts out, shouts out, astronauts, shouts out any side quest Gunnar Abe does in his spare time, <laughs> going to Germany and all that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with that, any like final takes on this show um, other than it's a really really strong Corican and yeah even with the looming idea of Kodaka possibly winning the top title uh I still think there's a lot to be excited for especially that Oda Ward's so close and they haven't set anything else in stone I think it gives you a lot of room to speculate and have a little fun of what you could see so I I think I think it's really good uh, the only parting note I have is not having Mocha for a few months is going to suck because she's constantly the MVP on house shows. But, you know, uh, hopefully she recovers well and is back really soon. Yeah, I mean, to me this show was a great reminder of what GunPro is and why I love it so much. Um, I hope, though, this triple shots in Basement Monster just stop. Um, <laughs> or at least it, just make them double shots or something like that yeah um, don't have three shows in one day that is a bit too much yeah okay. it it is it makes it kind of difficult with everything else going on like you have to justify why I should watch like a gun pro house show when I can watch like literally Anything else um, with in in Puro at the same time? Um, it's just so competitive, but like this, this is why I love it. Yeah, and you're you're of course going to be in the crowd for Wrestle Sekihara. So yes, yeah, it's gonna you're gonna sing Bad Communication live. I'm oh man, so I won't have a voice afterwards. <laughs> I won't have a voice. That's good. But yeah, uh, it was such a great time to have you on, Seve. Oh, thank you. You're of course welcome to return anytime you we want you want to talk on pro, or just if you want to talk Dragon Gate or something, yeah. anytime. You can bring me on because I got a lot of enemies I'm trying to address over in Dragon Gate right now. <laughs> uh, speaking of Dragon Gate, since uh, since the card wasn't revealed by the when we reviewed Dead or Alive. I'm gonna just quickly run through the hopeful gate Cork and Hall show, Excalibur style, and that, then plug that so you can watch that. Listeners can watch that <laughs> because that's gonna be the next thing we're gonna review. Okay, so I'm gonna run through the card. Uh, match one: Lastreya return match or return visit match, I should say. Dragon Dia and Lastreya, the Masquerade team, uh, team up again. Versus Natural Vibes, KC and Jason Lee. 
Match 2, 6-man tag, Natural Vibes, Big Boss Shimizu, UT, and Jacket Funky Kamei versus Minorita, Kaito Nagano, and the returning from injury, Daiki Yanaguchi. Match 3, tag team match, Takeshi Yoshida, Punch Tominaga versus Sachi Okoboy and Problem Dragon. Match number 4, 8-man tag, Ultimo Dragon, Dragon Kid, Kagetora, Eita versus Seabats, Kai, Diamante, Hyo, and Ishin. Match number five, tag team match, MK, Susumu Mochizuki, and Yasushi Kanda versus Naruki Doi and Suji Kondo. Match number six, Don Fuji, 26th anniversary celebration match, Yamato and BB Hulk faces, uh, reunites and faces the old team of Mochifuji, Don Fuji, and Masaki Mochizuki. And in the main event, the new generation leaders, special six-man tag, Madoka Kikura, Kota Minora, and Shun Skywalker versus Ben K. Yuki Oshoka and Strong Machine J. So, a pretty strong Dragon Gate uh, and show, in my opinion, that's, on that's paper. It's a perfect way to bounce back from Dead or Alive. You already built intrigue with the yeah. finishing segment of uh, Dead or Alive, so it's perfect to go straight into, like, oh, we're going to do this six man. Yeah, I expect something wild to happen in this six man. But yeah, we're going to review that this weekend along with the King of DDT shows from uh, Shinjuku Face, the first round and second round. So we're going to review that this weekend. Dylan is going to be back for that, of course. But watch the show on the 11th, live on the Dragon Gate Network with English commentary. And watch King of DDT if you haven't seen it. And if you have, if you somehow have made it, somehow have made it to the end of this episode without going going in and watching Gambare Pro Love Phantom 2023, what the hell are you doing? And go and watch that show because it was awesome. So thank you, Sabi. Any plugs you want to say? Uh, yeah. Okay. So of course, uh, go listen to my podcast, Stardust Press Podcast. We do monthly uh, Gonpro reviews, but also I have had a. Uh, a revolving door of guests in Beth, my regular co-host's absence, but whenever she's back, I can already tell it's going to be unhinged just because some of the stuff we talk about. Um, I check out any of the articles I do for the Five Star Network. Uh, yeah. Check out the draft me, Scott, and Dylan did on the Five Star Network YouTube channel. Uh, we're currently in a, uh, I don't want to say tournament, but, well, yeah, I guess it's like a tournament. We have drafted teams, we're collecting points, it's a hot and heavy battlefield right now. Um, also, uh, on the Five Star Network, me and Dylan co-founded the Best of Black Wrestling. We have two articles up. We have talked about some stuff we want to do this year. So, keep out for that. Uh, and that's really all I got. Uh, as always, watch Gone Pro 2 just because you should. It's it's honestly so, so refreshing. Just It's a lovely watch. You should check it out. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Thank you for coming on, Say. Anytime, anytime. Yannick, do you want to say anything to close? <laughs> um, as I think the Go Watch GunPro thing is kind of obsolete now. Um, I have, oh, okay, no? I have one more thing to say, and you can like rerun it around. Uh, I'll thank both Yannick and Sandre because they actually made a strong effort to make this happen because I'm actually getting on a plane and Technically, two days, three, if you, I guess if you want to get critical, like technical. And it was the show just happened on the fifth, and it's the ninth now. And we, 
it was very up in the air if this was going to happen just because I didn't know if I had time because I'm also in the middle of like a 35 hour work week. So y'all should show them some love because they literally jumped through so many hoops to try to make this happen. Okay. Go on, Yannick. Well, thank you, Sandro, because it's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I needed to have Savion for the Gunpro show. I. It's it was obvious for me, and uh, of course, I it would be rude of me to not have Yannick on because go watch GamePro. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, until next time, we'll see you this weekend for King of DDT and the Dragon Gates Corkin review. But until next time, as always, be ready, wake up, and go. Wake up and go. Wake up and go.